that doesn't stop there. And this is the problem in our culture today. Mm. We we are uh, eventing people to death. We think that just because somebody said the words or went to an event or or read a book, you know, my wife reminds me that a, that, that a wedding is an event; it's not a marriage. Ooh. And and the idea is wow. that we have to we have to go we have to grow. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. I've got a special guest. I say special because you may be the oldest geezer. No, no, no. It's because I've I'm ever Italian. had. No, don't Italian. don't pull in your Italian. Yeah, root. About it. The family's too big. I don't want the Italian <laughs> family on me. No, you guys. Uh, I. Uh, well, say your last name right, Vince. If you could say ravioli, you can say <laughs> dacioli. Uh, but uh, I got it. Like, can I greet? Can I greet your your um, your listeners and my, there's my yeah, there's family? only like four of them. Okay, one of them's my mom. So oh, really? So say oh, hi to her. Mom, how you doing? <laughs> I greet you in my native language. How you doing? That's the only Italian I know. I, I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> well, guys, hey, you, you can already sense Vince. Uh, his personality and character, and he's quite that. But he's actually someone that affected me many, many years ago as a young man. Gosh, it's been over 25 years now where I attended one of your men's Bible studies, OTI. And um, I was impressed. You know, it, it takes a lot for me to get impressed by a dude uh, in ministry because you and I both know there's a bunch of um, – you know, wannabes out there, and they maybe they they say a good talk, they talk a good talk, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but just the real deal, and not posers. And you're one of those guys. You got a background in business, uh, strong acumen for business and leadership, and then you went into ministry with some very fine ministries, um, and then we reconnected all these years later. So here you are. In the studio. Well, you know, uh, Victor, it was about, I think when I first came back from California and I was at the road uh, here at church in Colorado Springs, and I met you there. I had never, I don't remember, of course, 25 years ago, the, right. the events you were at. But oh, no, I was, I was a little ninja back that, then. That, I would, you need to know, that really blessed me. Because, well, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't get a chance. and you've Right, of course. You don't get a chance to know the impact that you've had on people. Right. And then years later, some will say, man, my life is different because of you. There's nothing that feels more special than that. I, I, I agree. And we're able to see that now more through social media because yeah. it's easier to get a hold of folks like us. But yeah, I I appreciate your consistency, and uh, and and uh, I I make sure and tell people where we met is not where I go to church, so that's just a little disclaimer. Uh, but I will say this: you've been faithful, you've endured the hardships of ministry uh, with grace and grit, 
I've seen you navigate dealing with, you know, stupid pastors, leaders, but, but, but you, I don't see you hacking people's legs out from underneath them. I'm a little bit more direct, but uh, you, you still think there's hope for men's ministry here <laughs> in America. And you've been at it for a while. Get, get, Give people a little bit about your background so they can understand the context and respect what you're about to talk about. Yeah, well, before I do, though, what you just said is important. You, you, you tend to be a little bit more direct, but I can tell you this. There's nothing that you would say that I wouldn't want to say and have said. Thank you. And what I'm finding is that the older I get and the more experience I, I gather about dealing with dysfunction, the more I'm, I'm able to sometimes disconnect yeah. from that. Because I've got, it's like two sides of my brain. There's the Italian side of my brain that says, whack them. Right. And then there's the Christian side of my brain that says, you got to right. love them. And, you know, that, that can be tough, especially today. Especially today. Um, but, no, I mean, my journey began, um, I, we, we moved from Rhode Island to Southern California when I was only eight, eight years old. And I tell people that I, I mean, I... I came dangerously close. And, of course, your listeners, a lot of them know your story. Yeah. So we know some of the dysfunction that's oh, in yeah. the background. But with me, um, I grew up, and I was a pretty bad dude. I mean, mm. I, I actually had an Uncle Louie. And you, they, his nickname, a literal. A literal Uncle Louie. In fact, yeah. if, if, if your listeners want to, you can Google Louie the Couch. Okay. And, and Louie the Couch was my uncle, okay? Louie the Couch. Let me tell you why. They called him Louis the Couch. <laughs> Louis the he was a hitman. What? Okay, okay. On a serious note, here, here's what I'm 18 years old. I'm in a courtroom, and my uncle is on trial for 26 hits. Come on. No, this is serious. Holy I'm smokes. in the courtroom, and the prosecuting attorney comes in and asks the judge to dismiss the jury because he's about to make an announcement the jury is not allowed to hear. Well, of course, we didn't have to leave. We're the general public. So we're listening, and the prosecutor says, and I quote, Your Honor, um, the star witness against Lou, along with his wife, were shotgunned to death in their hotel room in Las Vegas last night. We have no case. Holy and I'm the smokes. Guy, I'm the guy going, yes. That's where no I came way. From. Okay, wow. so I came dangerously close to being sucked into all of that. And, and I tell people when I share my story, if it were not for the grace of God, yeah, I'd be dead. And, and so it, I mean, my conversion was, you know, <laughs> there's an interesting story. Am I, am I allowed to mention where they can go? Oh, yeah, please. And, and yeah. Our website is OTM for On Target Ministries, otm.co, not .com, just CO. There's actually a half-hour documentary on my life uh, in the video area uh, that a TV uh, out of Chicago, a station out of Chicago taped years ago. And hey, folks, I, I recommend y'all going. It's it's a really good website. But but anyway, so, I mean, when I was raised Catholic, and I didn't know anything about a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. And then I met Cindy, my wife, who mm. you know, of course. And Beautiful we've been guy. Married, we've been married 57 years this year. Wow, 57. 57 years, they, you know. Uh, they they say that marriage completes a man. It's true. Once you're married, you're finished. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, it's been 57 wonderful years, and we got married right out of high school. 
Really? We were very, very young. High school sweethearts. But neither one of us knew anything about a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, that's tough. So like happens to many of us men, our wives are typically more sensitive. Mm-hmm. She came to the Lord first. And then uh, I didn't want anything to do with it, man. I mean, her brother let her let him do the Lord, he, and, and that really ticked me off because her brother was my hero. He was oh, a, wow. he was a hippie flower child with an afro out to here, you know, and growing marijuana in the backyard bird bath. And, and then he gets and born he, again. And he sold out to the Lord. Wow! And so anyway, um, I decided to start going to some meetings that she was attending. I didn't want anything to do with the church. Okay. And every Wednesday night, a young man by the name of Hal Lindsey oh my. Uh, had some meetings off the UCLA campus, and that is where I got introduced to the Lord through his ministry. He would open the Word, and it was contemporary. Well, okay, let me, let me pause for a second to give context to everyone listening. M- many of you probably don't know who Hal Lindsey is. He wrote one of the best novels uh to this day satan is alive and well, well and the late great planet earth was his first it, one i think right yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh so did he pass yet no he's actually in his 90s now and he wow. until just recently was still doing some broadcasts yeah but but he i didn't follow him after that but he enough got into me got it because um you know victor i go to the catholic church and you know they they don't they 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 would speak in Latin, yeah, in Italian. I didn't know what they were saying. You got to have a born again so priest here, before so to get the stuff. Yeah, I got enough in me, and this is really critical because I'm going to define a lot of people that might be listening right okay. now. I got enough in me to where I'm driving home one day, and I said the words because I knew what to say. Lord, you know what? I want what these people have. I I want you. I need you. I've been trying to do it my way, and I want to invite you into my life. And I and I meant those words. And I got home, and I shared that with Cindy, and of course she was ecstatic. Mm. Okay, but when we share our testimony together, because we do a lot of marriage stuff, she would be the the first one to say at this point that the next eight years would become a living nightmare. Mm. And here's why. I accepted the Lord uh, as my, I accepted him as my Savior, mm. not my Lord. Whoa. And and, Whoa. And, and and what does that mean? Okay, well, listen, there are two gods. I'm in my left hand here, I'm holding a God that I want. In my right hand here, I'm holding the God who is, mm. and they are not the same God. This God that I want would say, um, you, you'll make it if you're a good person. I'll help you if you help yourself. And you can change that Bible verse to make it say anything your little heart desires to suit your unique lifestyle. You pursue that God at your peril. Okay, you're starting to make some people uncomfortable right now. They're listening and they're going, well, what's this guy talking? That's how I do it. Well, I've been there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've been uncomfortable, okay? But yeah. that's where we are today. Right. People are pursuing a God that they want, and we only go to God when we're in trouble. We don't yeah. we don't understand the how much He loves us and how much He wants to have a relationship. Okay, well, because uh, the other God, the genuine, like is I mean, he's he's a full Bible God. Yeah, all of it. And it, but it took me eight years, and it, the way it happened is I was in a hotel room in Dallas, Texas. Mm. And would you consider would you consider yourself saved? 
Uh, well, it theolo- depends on where you, that's an interesting question. Right. It depends on where you are theologically. Right. Because, you know, the once saved, always saved, I tend to, 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 right. to be there, but I had heaven insurance. Maybe, right. But I wasn't, he wasn't Lord of my life. Okay. Okay. So I'm in a hotel room and Cindy calls and she's crying. And while I was gone, Victor, through a series of different people that she ran into, Uh-oh. she discovered every oh, dirty stop lie. it. Of my life, hello, and I would, and I, and I believe I was oh. two thousand miles away, mm. so that I couldn't be there in person to manipulate this mm. thing and to make it come out the way I want. I'd never been. So You're scared. dead to rights. So I got home, and I—that was it. I had to get serious. Mm. She had begun attending a little church in Van Nuys, California, known as the Church on the Way, and many people might remember that's the ministry of Pastor Jack Hayford, yeah. our dear mentor, highly respected. Uh, we we spent twenty years under his ministry, and that just transformed my life. And, and, and wasn't he wasn't he known more for being an intellect with the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, he was very intellectual. I remember when I first went there, I I'd just come from sitting under teachings uh, from, you know, uh, Peter Drucker and Stephen Covey, and that was my world, the okay. business world. And, and I remember when I sat under him and I thought to myself, he's a pastor, but oh my gosh. Yeah. This guy is like right up there. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Strong leadership. Strong leadership. And but but spiritual leadership and i got my life verse from mm. him what is uh, it philippians three thirteen and 14 yeah. it's formed the whole basis of our ministry where paul writes these words from a prison cell and he says you know guys i haven't arrived i'm, I'm paraphrased this is the niv the new italian version <laughs> i haven't arrived but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and you and i you especially know how important that is yeah forgetting what is behind and Straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal, the mark, the target. That's where our ministry name on Target Ministries came from. Paul had such an amazing capacity to let stuff go and move on because he knew God at that level and had God's vision and purpose for his life. And that's what we've been trying to do with men for 25, 30 years now. You know what, Vince? I'm so excited to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause right now for this podcast for this show but we're gonna go into the next one and i want those of you uh to stay tuned wait for the new one to drop because we're gonna go over what does that really look like to press on to get meaning in life to find your real identity um because there's a lot of men struggling and young men and older who want that so folks please stay tune for the next drop of the victim mark show and hey i've got to ask these two questions before we close uh the i always ask them the first time my guest is on two questions now you know me so we have uh, you have a little heads up on it but the first question is what is your perception of victor and eileen marks in our ministry and i say perception because most people base things on what they think or what they know at our ministry. What, what's your perception of what we do and who we are? The first thing that comes to my mind is as someone who maybe is an elder, um, mm. your elder certainly, is how very proud I am of what you're doing. Mm. And I believe that that is what God senses about what you're doing. What you're doing is so desperately needed, more so today. Honestly, Victor, I don't, I really, even though you're in the midst of all the stuff that you're doing right now, I don't even think you know the depth to which 
the darkness is is grabbing people mm-hmm. in our world. And so what your piece of that is is so incredibly important. So when we pray for you, which we do, by the way, every single day. Thank you. And we give Thank uh, to you. this ministry. And if you're not giving, you need to be mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, every single day and uh, because you guys need protection. You need cover. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very, very important. So I, you, you've got a great fan. Thank you. In me, you are. You, having said that, you are still weird. Oh, you know, I just want people to. Man, and my wife actually in the car last week. She looked at me and she goes, "Thanks for being so." She didn't say weird. She used the wife term. She goes, "Thanks for being so unique <laughs> and never really fitting in in <laughs> other ministry ways." I said, "You're." You're, you're welcome. You know what? Your wife is probably like mine. We'll, we'll be at dinner with people, and my wife is just kind of holding her breath. She's had no <laughs> clue what this man is going to say. And then on the way home, I'm like, what in the world oh, yeah. are you thinking? Oh, no. Eileen's <laughs> constantly, she goes, where, where do you come up? What? <laughs> How do you? Do you? I go, babe, you don't want to get in the stream of my mind. It's level four rafters. I don't even know right. how I deal with it. Same with me. Yeah. Second question. This is the most important question I've ever asked people, and I do it for all my guests. We're all going to die. I, I joked about you being older because you're an older brother to me, and I appreciate it. What is your age now? 77. S- s- folks. I, know, I, know, I was born when I was 12. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so that's why I look. So hey, yeah. hey I, I'm sorry we're not doing video on this one. Uh, we're only doing a – because this is a good-looking, masculine, manly man. Atta- Actually, it, it, I mean, I've, all these years I've known you, you just shocked me on how yeah. not only, you know, active, young looking you are, but man, you've really, you have really been a good example of why functional fitness, taking care of yourself matters. You're in it for the long haul. So 77 years old, we're all going to die unless there's a rapture, which we're all for. Uh, but what happens to Vince? When you die, I mean, if people are listening to this and you died in between now and then, or they check up on you like he died, wow, what happens to you and why do you believe it? Well, I mean, obviously we're uh, Christians, so we believe in there is a heaven and there is a hell. Yeah. And uh, I believe what the Bible says, and I believe I'm going to be in glory with my Lord and Savior, Jesus, for eternity. Uh. And uh, But I also believe that I, I don't—none of us really know how th- this works at the end of the day. But I do believe that, that everything that's happening to us right now yeah. is preparation for See. something that's going to be good. Uh-oh. Us, okay? Uh-oh. And so I don't know what that is. Maybe yeah. I'll have— Maybe there's a little Italy right. in heaven, and I'll be like kind of uh, someone that will be over there. Yeah, the mayor, Italy. Yeah, I, the I governor. Know, but I, but I'm, I'm the the older I get, the more excited I am. But you know what? I was thinking about this the other day, Victor. When we look at what's going on in our world right now, I was talking to Cindy about this last night. I am so grateful that in at our age, and this would be true of you too, yeah. that we were sandwiched into. Living here, this country, this time period, for sure, we're spoiled. For we sure, we really are. Yeah. So, but but things are going to get darker. They really are. I'm not sure that's something you want to cover in this podcast, but they're going to get darker, yeah. and God is preparing us. But right now, we're here for such yeah. a time as this. Hey, somebody's listening right now. They're like, "Hey, okay, you, you know, it's kind of scary. You talking about getting darker and this, but you." 
you actually believe you're going to go to heaven? How how can a person listening right now have that level of what I call assurance of salvation? How, how is that possible? Well, it, it, I, I say it this way. I mean, the greatest gift in the universe, when you really think about it, this the greatest gift in the universe is our eternal salvation. Yeah. If there is a heaven, if right. God is real, if it's all there's real. nothing greater than that. But here's Jesus already paid all that he needed to have paid to get us there. It's already been done. So the greatest gift in the universe is made available to you and me by simply from a little boy's heart, in this case, going, getting on my knees and saying, Lord, uh, I believe that you died for me. I believe that I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace. I want to ask you to come into my heart. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Simply by just doing that from your heart, asking him to come in, and then... It doesn't stop there. And this is the problem in our culture today. Mm. We we are uh, eventing people to death. We think that just because somebody said the words or went to an event or or read a book, you know, my wife reminds me that a, that, that a wedding is an event. It's not a marriage. And, and the idea is wow. that we have to, we have to go, we have to grow. Now, now, let me just say this one little story real quick. Okay. And 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 a lot of your listeners will get this, but it, but you may have to explain it uh, a little bit further. But a, a mom puts her little boy to bed, and she goes downstairs and she begins to read her book, and all of a sudden she hears a loud thud upstairs and screaming. She runs upstairs to find her little boy lying on the floor crying, and she says, "Honey, are you okay?" And he says, "Yes, mommy, I'm okay." And she says, well, what happened? He says, I don't know, Mom, but I think I stayed too close to where I got in. Oh, wow. That's the problem with Christianity in America yeah. today. Yeah. We, are, we are counting heads. Uh, we are counting people coming forward. We are putting these elaborate events together. We're, we've, we've turned gathering a crowd into an art form, but we are not discipling and they're, they're not, they're staying too close to where they got in. They think they've just said the words and it's all over. And that's not the way God works. Folks, we're going to close on that note and we're going to do a, a second show. But I'm talking to a man who has probably spoken at more events and some of the most popular, including Promise Keepers, at its heyday. And now he's 77 years old. He's looking back sharing his wisdom on what he sees and what he knows. And if you're listening and you're like, hey, well, I don't, man, I want to make sure I'm a Christian. Well, then do what Vince said. Talk to God. You, you don't have to be in a place. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to make a donation. You just get your business right with God. Talk to him from your heart. A- admit your need. And that's what I did. I recognize I had done wrong in my life, and I need to be forgiven. And Christ, for me, was the only way that I could be me right before a holy God who's just and loving. And we'll talk about that more in the next show. Make sure you tune in. Let us know if uh, this mattered to you. Make sure you subscribe. Go to victimarks.com forward slash show to find out more or on pray.com, pray.com. We appreciate y'all. We love all of you. Follow us on social media. And if there's anything we can do, let us know. We'd love to help.
and pray for you. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, go get it done for God so he's glorified. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversations beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.